everybody. Welcome back to College Football Uncensored. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me, as always, is the other host of this show, Chris Marler. Chris, how are we doing? What are you drinking there? Oh, I've got a Coors Original. Okay, um, that kind of night. dog sitting uh, right now in Johns Creek, or Wands Creek, uh, as some uh, call it, across the border. And... Um, having a blast at my, my best friend Jeff's house okay. out of town. And uh, yeah, so I'm just, I'm just hanging out up here in a, in a house that's way too nice for me. Also, it's too fucking big. It's 4,600 square feet, oh, which wow. I don't have any idea what that really means. Cause I'm not good at that, but like, I think it's like three miles. Yeah. A nautical mile. Yeah. I'm pretty right. sure. Yeah. Um, going to sleep in this fucking house is a nightmare every single night. Because there are so many noises, there's so <laughs> many doors. It, I mean, it is. Anyway, but it's a lovely home. It's really nice. Yeah, it looks nice. I mean, the scenery is great. I know we don't do video just yet, but I mean, yeah, what I'm seeing here is just, uh, just phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, it is one of the best halfway houses I've stayed at in like <laughs> a really long time. Um, but we are gonna have some video today because we have our first team preview. That we do. Um, we are excited that the season is actually happening in yeah. like three weeks. So we figured, hey, let's start talking about the teams in the league. I really want to know how to bet the over-unders on each one of these teams. I feel yeah, like these previews really might get us too. I feel like these previews might get us to be able to make some predictions there. It's been way too long since I've like, and this is gonna shock you, but it's been way too long since I have spent three to seven hours pouring over like meaningless stats just to make the wrong decision two minutes before a game starts. I can't wait uh, for that to start again. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we have There's a very a... special guest though. Oh, do we? We're not going to say who it is yet, but we got to, we got to get through this. We got to get through this Bobby Bowden death thing or whatever. Oh my God. You just, you know, have I'm a I'm setting respect. it up because we're going to go off on some, some really awful asshole fans that were being really mean to Tyler. What? To me? You had your feelings hurt. You told me. No. You know, uh, first off, RIP. I know I already did my tribute, so it's not going to be another long, you know, diatribe here. But uh, Bobby Bowden finally passes away. Um, finally. Finally. Was, sounds sounds weird. Lord. <laughs> yeah, he had pancreatic cancer. So things um, things were not good for him over the last week, week to two weeks. Um passes away you know it's been cool to see the various coaches whether it be Saban or Jimbo yeah. or Mac Brown I mean all over the even even Dabo um just great things to say about him the the story that Saban told about him was really cool did you hear that story yeah I did it was, it was really really interesting I also listened to Danny Cannell and Dusty uh I can't say his last name on Sirius this morning mm-hmm and it was like three straight hours of these stories and it was like the same ones and it was really cool but it was right, also yeah. like i get it um also you're really bad at describing death if i if i die which i'm, I'm sure i will like you know probably sooner rather than later like please don't ever speak at my Morbid. my funeral okay. well, I'm, a, I'm a bad driver that's only that's all i meant um no like you know one i wouldn't say he finally passed away unless yeah that was i fan. did yeah i did feel a little weird saying that he had pancreatic cancer, so he had a bad couple of weeks. Is what you just said. Um, but also a life uh, <laughs> full of memories. So, uh, um, yeah, 
anyway, yeah, it was. It's you know, it's, it's hard sad. for me to talk about, man. All right, I'm sure it I'm, is. I'm just trying to avoid getting super emotional here. That's fair. Um, are we gonna talk about the worst type of fan? Well, yeah, because my mentions were kind of a wreck from a from a couple <laughs> tweets. Um, but anyways, yeah, what did you see that was going on on in the mentions there? You know, we're doing our first season like preview episode today, so it's it's long overdue that I I have like a just a quintessential Marler rant. And so the first one of the season is going to happen right now. If you are a Bama fan and you chose Sunday morning to be the day that you were going to half-ass your way through just being respectable about Bobby Bowden dying, <laughs> you are a fucking asshole. I, I like. Listen, I I wasn't sold on the the take that I necessarily tweeted out there. I, I said that that Florida State had a probably a more dominant run than even what Bama's on like right now. And it, listen, like I'm fully aware if you're yelling at your fucking steering wheel and your Dodge Ram, I'm fully aware of the national titles, fully aware. Right. But there's also other parts of being dominant as a program, and we had never seen anything like that before what we saw at Florida State. I know it was worse competition. It was awful watching them play Wake Forest. But like the tweet was something like, you have no idea how miserable it was to watch like 14 straight top five finishes, eight straight conference titles, which by the way, Bama hasn't done either of those things. And then every Saturday you're hoping they lose in some fucking quarterback named Fad. Fad! <laughs> That's a real Fad Mosby. He's a real person. Terrible name. Thrown for like four touchdowns and like 350 yards against Wake Forest. Um... I just it, it confuses me why and and all fans are bad about it, but Bama fans are especially bad, probably the worst. They are incapable of saying nice things about other teams. Yeah, it it Seems is mind blowing to me. So I threw that that tweet out there, and anybody that knows me personally or follows my Twitter or has ever had a casual drunk or sober conversation with me knows I'm a diehard Bama fan. So the people that were coming out of the woodwork and just being like. Like there were several tweets that were like, "No, that's fucking stupid, man." Like they got five natties and blah, blah, blah years. R.I.P. Though, Belton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that is ridiculous. You're lucky that happened because that's the only thing that was like, like worse than what you said about his pancreatic cancer. Yeah, that was bad, but it was unintentional. Anyway, but Anyways, yeah, I mean, yes. like the worst fans, the worst fans. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm sure, you know, college football will, um, you know, be sad to not have him around. Um, should be an interesting atmosphere. Florida State's opener against Notre Dame. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of tributes to him. So, wish I could be there, but, you know, kids, right? Jeez. Get rid of those kids, dude. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, no, it's, like, it's going to be like a season-long thing, I'm sure, especially at the beginning of the year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, it it really is like – and I again, I'm fully aware of the the level of dominance that Nick Saban has has been at, especially with the national championships. But when you are putting like objective facts side by side, one thing Saban has not done has won eight straight conference titles. Yeah. Also, I, I looked up that stat real quick uh, beforehand. I started nerding out because like '90s football is like a lot of fun, even though Bama sucked. And mm -hmm. you guys split the ACC championship in '98. Oh with Georgia Tech. That's right. Joe Hamilton. And I remember game day was at uh like what Bobby do you call Dodd? it? At, like Bobby Dodd and I was like super pumped 
It's like an 8 p.m. start. Um, y'all won 38 to 7. It was 31 nothing at the half. Yeah. Yeah. So some, some domination. Yep. yep. But real quick before we move on about the uh, the fans and, and and not necessarily even Bama fans on Twitter, but just like college football fans on Twitter. Um, just hilarious. You know, I put out that tweet. You you put the absolutely viral tweet out there from the account about Florida State and uh, the old school clip. Oh, yeah. That thing went crazy. And I, re- I responded, I, I retweeted it and I responded Ooh. like, uh, you know, like Florida state's got more titles than all these teams listed, all these teams combined, but yeah, you know, whatever. So then I get like crazy people in my mentions cause my tweet went viral and I get an Wait, Auburn your, fan. What do you mean your tweet went viral. I feel like you don't know what viral means. Well, for me, I had like, there was probably 500 likes. I mean, on for me, your tweet. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Good for you. Yeah. And um, now I'm going to look back. And it's probably like 30. But <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, this Auburn fan, he was like, yeah, Florida State 2013, you know, they don't deserve it. And I, I went through the – basically I, trying to – Explain that sentence to me. What What do you mean? Y'all had a 21-3 to 3 lead. No, what, yeah, exactly. They were comparing the teams. He's like, look at Auburn's schedule versus Florida State's. Florida State had it easy. Jesus I go, Christ. geez, if only the teams could have played to see who was really better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, it's just funny, you know? It, but you know what? Like, we don't need to, like, get onto, like, all of our owns on uh, on social media. But it is exciting still. Boom, because that means we're getting back to the season. Absolutely. Like, the more irrational bullshit you see from fans, the closer we are to the season. And I can't wait. Yep. So speaking of that, um, some pretty interesting news came out uh, this week in the SEC. Um, this guy was in a lot of talks. What was it? Two years ago when he left Bama for UGA? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Scott Cochran ended up, you know, of, of course, that, you know, spurred some more just Twitter mania, you know, going over like, this is the best hire ever. I can't believe we stole him from Georgia. Georgia fans are from Alabama. Georgia fans were excited about the hire. Um, I'm not sure how special teams was last year. Do you, do you know if Georgia like really improved under him as a special teams coordinator? All I know is Bama didn't tear a single ACL and they also, <laughs> our field goal kicker didn't miss a single field goal. Um, no. So like the, the Scott Cochran stuff was kind of frustrating because he, he had been given several raises and he was like a huge part of like that whole dynasty, like the whole thing he was a huge key part of it. I mean, coach, yeah, 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 yeah. Like everyone mm-hmm. loved him. Yep. He was like our guy, but like there were, you know, like chinks in the armor. Like there were a lot of injuries. Like at 2017, they lost all four starting fucking linebackers. Like yeah. they had a kid named Keith Holcomb start. He was Jesus Christ. I don't want to get, I don't get on it, but um, you know, then he shout out Keith. He, if you're a fan of the pod, shout out Keith, Keith Holcomb state farm agency. Um, so I'm assuming like he like I had heard some stuff like around like the program that he was becoming like more and more like unreasonable because he'd never sure. coached. I, I don't think he ever played college football, I'm pretty sure, but he had never coached like a position or on field role and was all of a sudden demanding yet another raise and wanted to be moved to like, a, like you know, be a position coach. Either way, none of that's important. <clears throat> like the stuff that that has happened um there were like a lot of people that had said they noticed like a, a like a stark change in his, you know, demeanor. overall like attitude, mm-hmm. demeanor, 
not the same like fun loving guy that he was before. Um, and then we find out that like, you know, like we, so we had heard about this a while ago and yeah. like sat on it because it's, I, I didn't realize how serious it was. I admittedly like, you know, it was from like just the strictly cultural banter part. I, I kind of right. laughed at first. Cause I was like, Oh, this is going to be fucking huge with like Georgia band fans, social media. Yeah. And you find out like the actual severity and like the seriousness of what was going on. So he's going to be taking some time to prioritize his mental health. And right. I mean, he's going to rehab. I, I don't know that to be true or false. I just know that things aren't, aren't well. Well, that's what somebody tweeted yesterday. I don't know who tweeted that. I can't, I can, I can't <clears throat> confirm that. I can't deny that. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm not, I'm not in the know. I, I know that something happened that he had to step away from football. Yeah. And that's, you know, it sucks. You know, whether it's rehab or he truly has mental health problems right now, it sucks either so, way. That's the same thing either. Why are you so uncomfortable right now? You do know what happened. We have known this for a while. Um, I like the, like the whole thing about him with rehab. I, I, I'm not saying it to be like, you know, fuck Scott Cochran, like, no, like, no, no. like poke fun at him. Like I, you know, I, well, I didn't go to rehab. I went on vacation instead, but I, like I was supposed to go one time, like 2013. <laughs> so, I mean, I get it, man. Mental health is like real. And you're in a job that is like so fucking stressful and constantly like, you know, need your, your focus and energy. And like, we don't know what it was that, you know, he was having like issues with. Yeah. It really doesn't matter either way. Yeah. Um, from some of the like the stuff that like, I read, like I you know told you off air, like I, I've admittedly struggled with the same thing, so like it's a you know it's a real thing, and like I, I was actually impressed to see, like, it seemed like the overall tone of everything was positive and wanting him to to get better because he's got a family, man. That shit. Oh sucks. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got kids. I mean, yeah, it's tough. You know, you you try to. It's weird. You know, you you, you watch enough college football, you just become immune to the fact that these are all also real people yeah you know they're not just uh a, you know tv characters and right. you know this guy's got a family at home wife i mean so it sucks i guess what is it what, you know will muschamp is he taking his place yeah of course um well will muschamp is just he's like the fucking sean glennon of of college football he is he is the or who's that old white guy that has started like 16 different teams I mean that you could that could be a ton of people. It's like McCown or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh McCown, um, Cade McNown, one of those. Yeah, it's not Cade McNown, but um, yeah. So he's gonna step in and, and fill that role. So that's I mean that's fine. I mean like, you know, I, I've been saying this for like a, a, a couple of weeks, maybe like a month or so now. This whole Georgia preseason hype, it does feel different this year. It and it, mm -hmm. it, I'm getting like a, like kind of like the same vibe from that 2019 LSU team. Like, it's, yeah. I, I just feel like it's going to be like, I don't know if it's going to be as special as that because that whole team had a lot of characters. Coach O has a lot more personality than Kirby. Um, but it just feels like there's like this very, it feels like whatever's happening in that inner circle with that team, mm -hmm. nothing is going to face them. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, it should be fun to watch. But uh, so, you know, we wish you, we wish you well, Scott, if uh, you're He's a listener, listening. which I know you are. Everybody is. Um, and I guess that's probably what there's not much news going around except for camp starting, right? That, that about covers it. Yeah. You know, the preview of the team this week that we're focused on this episode. We're doing two this week. 
That's true. Uh, we we did some polling on the Facebook page, and it just became a fight of who had the worst uh, team in the SEC. Yeah, we Which, weren't going to start with Vanderbilt. It, yeah, there was, a, there was a little Vandy, Tennessee blood. Which is, if you're a Tennessee fan, that's not what you want to have blood with. You don't want to be warring with Vanderbilt as to who's the worst team in the league. I think they're like five and five <laughs> against them in the last ten years. I could definitely yeah. be wrong about that. You definitely don't um, want to be in that that spot. No, but like so, the, we're a thousand percent going to do those two teams in the same episode. By the way, um, tough, tough if you're so. A fan. We'll do Middle Tennessee State too, just to throw that in there. <laughs> but um, no, so what we're going to be doing is a season preview, um, and we know you guys come to listen to this podcast because you want to hear our expert opinions. I, yeah, I've never absolutely. been wrong about most things, uh, especially college football related. So we are going to do an in-depth preview. The whole point is to kind of go over, you know, the team. Like, you know, looking ahead to 2021, also get a little information about just, you know, shit about the, like, the school program, whatever, from insiders that are close to the situation. So we are going to start with South Carolina Gamecocks. Yes, sir. Have you ever been there? I've driven through Columbia, never been to the campus. Oh, Tyler, if you love swamp ass, and 30-point blowouts mixed in with some techno right before kickoff, you will love South Carolina. Sounds I, fun. My family lives right down the street. I've told you guys this a thousand times. My sister graduated there in like two and a half years. It was roughly half the time I was in college. So we are going to bring on our good friend, Chris Phillips, or as I like to call him, the bearded tomato, and a special guest to break down south carolina and their 2021 football season let's do it all right so one of my favorite guests hands down the fucking best dressed that we've ever had on here um just butt ass naked with some dog tags steven fucking garcia how are you man good man and uh in bed it's been a long ass day man i was telling you earlier i did uh we started the remodeling process last night around i think around one o'clock in the morning and uh woke what? up this morning yeah yeah there was, Why there was some, one o'clock in the morning well there were some beers involved and uh so i literally took my axe and uh and a hammer and just started smashing shit and um i woke up this morning went up to the kitchen and saw all the drywall and everything else was <laughs> all over the place and i was like well here we are so i finished it today it was a. Uh, it's been a long ass day, but my feet are on fire right now. You've said the word remodel like three times in the last four minutes to me. And and then the truth comes out that you just got drunk and started hitting fucking walls, which Correct. is fine. No one's judging you. It's the only um, way to do it, man. It's the only way I know how to fair. do it. I like that you started at 1 a.m. Like you were fucking John Tafferty and you were like on some like <laughs> deadline that you had to meet by tomorrow. Oh, God, that guy's the worst, man. Yeah, I have a hard time. I have a hard time watching that. Uh, that watching that show. Oh, I don't. I spend like roughly eight hours every Sunday doing it. Is that or law and order? You, you. Well, I was gonna say. You I, I would. I would absolutely. Enough. I would take that fucking guy's head off if he was yelling at me like that on national TV. He's like yelling at people that are working at an abandoned Quiznos. That's that's what like, I'm saying. It's like, dude, relax. It's ridiculous. Anyway, all right. So we're gonna preview South Carolina. Um, no one knows South Carolina football better than Will Muschamp, besides you guys. So. Um, <laughs> Instead of getting into like all like the predictions and all that kind of stuff that we can all be wrong about, 
let's get into like some of the fun stuff and and like fill i guess like some of our audience in i don't know what uh percentage of our audience is actual south carolina fans what's your favorite part favorite tradition favorite you know don't i was gonna say favorite game but i don't want to fucking hear about it again um <laughs> as a bama fan but yeah so like take us through like what it is like what a saturday in columbia is like on game day uh well i mean we used to wake up I and mean, obviously it's going to be a lot different with uh with beamer being in charge um than it was with coach sprayer but yeah i mean we had our wake up we um had our pre our pre-game meal we do go to our meetings then we do a walkthrough and then you know depending on what time the game was at uh we usually just go back to the hotel and i would always go back to sleep um and then uh yeah i mean my to answer your question my favorite like tradition of the whole thing uh, was here in 2001 and going out to the yeah. to the plate. People just going absolutely ape shit. Um, between that and hearing, um, God, what's the name of that song? Thunderstruck. Uh, you know, pregame warm up and stuff. I mean, I just got freaking absolutely yoked to that song. So, I mean, that was always that was always a blast. And then you know, win or lose, we still uh, we still partied afterwards. So there's always Five that. Points, baby. Yeah, I mean, like, I would, it really I, is like I, I an stopped. incredible fan base, man. Like y'all, like, like I, I've told, I, I think I told you this before. Like my sister went there, my family lives there, and like it blows my mind how how loyal they are. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, like like I think all the time, it's like you know, I wish I would have been a little bit wiser and known that I guess I was a big fish in a small pond, and I would have probably done things a little bit differently, and probably wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have gotten in trouble as often. Um, but you know, being, being that young, you know, just kind of whatever, you know, but it's also kind of cool too. Like, and I'm not, I'm not excusing your behavior because I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Um, but it's like, you kind of have like a little bit of a Lane Kiffin effect where it's like at the time, I'm sure people were, you know, there were people that said, you know, shitty things or like had like a, just a, a different perspective or, or opinion, like on who you were, but now like, it's almost like you're bulletproof, which is. Kind of ironic because we were just talking about your bulletproof vest before we started it's, recording. It's, I say it all the time, man. I'm uncancelable right now. <laughs> okay, don't say that. Um, even even if I am canceled, I, I could care less, man. I, it's 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 fair. I'm, I'm I'm over it at this point. All right. Well, um, speaking of over it, it's just a perfect transition. I'm so professional. Will Muschamp was not fun to watch, uh, even from the outside looking in. You have just new life being breathed into the program here with, with Shane Beamer. Like, what are y'all's thoughts? I, I know what, like, Chris's thoughts are on him, and I, and I still want to hear it, but, like, what are your thoughts as a former player about Beamer coming in and, and like the, just the new energy that's around, like, the program and, and everything right now? Uh, I think it's a breath of fresh air, and I know, you know, Chris has said that as well. Uh, it's 100% a breath of fresh air. You know, we needed we needed an influx of offense, you know, with, with mm -hmm. Coach Muschamp. And, listen, I, I – I actually liked Muschamp a lot. He was always friendly with me and always reached out to me. And he's like, Yo, look, man, come to as many games as you want. Uh, you know, I got tickets, you know, when we play in Florida, if you need to just, he was, he was always cool with me. Um, but at the same time, he's a defensive guy. And yeah, let's just be honest, man. Defenses are, they're boring, you know, they're just, yeah. just super boring. So, uh, you know, having, having uh, Coach Beamer come from, you know, the, Oklahoma staff and Lincoln Riley and just kind of being around that environment, I think is a huge uh, breath of fresh air. And I, I mean, at least I hope um, he's recruiting his ass off. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the, I'll tell you right now, the facilities are night and day different than when I was playing. It's I'm, I'm generally looking forward to, to what, uh, yeah. what, what he ends up doing. Fairgrounds. And, and like, 
the fairgrounds of the Bojangles. Like we, that we, was like the market, the market, Marlon. The, Wait, the, the farmer's market. market. Farmer's, farmer's market. market. Yeah, that's that's fair, right. yeah. Yes. That makes it sound a lot nicer. I mean, like, like when I was there, <laughs> like, like, like I'm trying to think, like when I lived in Columbia, all of the game day apartments and shit and condos weren't even built yet. Right. Like, it's, I mean, there was just like, now they have like, I mean, the facilities are incredible. Um, and it's cool to see everyone coming back as well. So, um, all right. You know, what's really so cool next- is that, what's really cool is that these freaking assholes are getting, nil uh money now i was like man i wish i wish this would have been going on when i was playing then well who would have who would have been like your first person like because i don't think they're reaching out to people to partner with but like i, I mean i would have like who, who would you have wanted to partner with most so th- I, this is this is breaking news. sharkies this, this is this is hilarious uh well probably village idiot would have probably been first uh, with brian um but actually i'm going up there the 21st august 21st and Chris, you know, you know, Green's Liquor. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, hell yeah! So they're oh, they're yeah. pay, they're paying me to come up there and do a commercial. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to uh, I was talking to their media guy or whatever, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, you know, we wanted to get a, a one of the current players, and then all of a sudden we we're like, why not just get Garcia?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm your guy. Hey, I'm that been guy for years. I'm that guy. I'm that guy, pal. <laughs> Absolutely, that guy. Why does Green's have a marketing guy?" I mean, I don't know. I guess they're crushing. I was like, man, I spent a lot of money uh, when I was there. So, well, when you're when you're selling when you're selling bottles of whiskey for twelve fifty, I think you probably have to spend money on marketing. Yeah, tell the marketing guy to also figure out like whatever the fucking state law is, so they can change it, so I don't have to walk out of one store to get beer and then walk into another store to get liquor and be there by seven o'clock and be there by seven. Yeah, it used to be sundown. Ridiculous. All right. Um, we'll we'll wrap up here with you. Uh, since I know you have to get your beauty sleep before you get up at two <laughs> o'clock tomorrow and start uh more demo again. Yeah. Um game day in Columbia, right? Um, what's your go-to drink of choice, both of you? Hmm. Man, I'll tell you what, man, I've kind of been on a tequila kick a little bit uh, recently. Um so I've just been doing tequila straight up with a little with a little bit of lime, uh, or I'll, I mean I'll do I'll do Bush Lights all day long. Perfect, perfect. Is that is that a is that a banquet beer right there? I'm glad you asked, Stephen, because it damn sure is. They had a sale at Kroger in the suburbs, a dollar a piece for the what? 16 ounces. Holy shit! I know. That's a no brainer here as well. Exactly. <laughs> I'll um, tell you what, Kush would, would appreciate that. He's a big banquet beer guy. Yeah, it's his favorite he, beer. He right? is that guy. Yeah. He yeah. is that guy. Thousand. He's uh, what, is, what is yours, Chris? Because we've actually we've tailgated together. Yeah, my, um, mine's mine's evolved over the years because I, I've yeah. actually got to try to keep my shit together on game day. Um, <laughs> with with making content and everything. Yeah, I mean, when I get drunk, it's pretty pretty noticeable. I have Marla. not witnessed that. Just to be yeah, yeah, it's pretty noticeable. Um, no, <laughs> I mean it's evolved. Definitely Bush Lights, the only beer with USC in it, which I'm still waiting on Anheuser Busch to reach out Jesus to me Christ. specifically to get that partnership rolling since we're showing off beers that I've got this Terrapin beer company, Athens, Georgia IPA. And the Those only reason good. I, and you know why I bought this Garcia is because they were selling a 12 pack for six 99 at bottles in, in Columbus, South Carolina. I couldn't believe it. Hell of a deal. Anyways. No, nah, I mean, you know, I, right, you I know used what? to Fuck be, it. Fuck it. I can't, I can't not have a beer. If you guys are doing beer, I, I'm going to have one. <laughs> I used to be, go. 
I, I used to be a diehard whiskey guy, Marler, on game day, but now it's like it's so fucking hot in Columbia on game day. It's the hottest, yeah. It's it, the whiskey is so heavy. So, I, you know, I'll go vodka, tequila. I mean, I, I'm down with any, any white liquor, really. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. Jaeger yeah. shots for my guy, Ugh. Easy, rest in peace. I'm down with that. So. I'll that. drink damn Marler. I'll be honest. I'll drink damn near anything. I mean, really, I'll drink anything pretty much. So. I see on game days, especially like I'm not as bad now. It, well, I mean, I say I'm not, but it's also because like my team is like it, currently in a really good stretch, so they don't lose <laughs> as much. But I feel like, I mean, th- I, there's like like those LSU games, like those like mid 2010s LSU games. I would go get like a bottle of vodka, a bottle of bourbon, a six pack of like Coors, a stick of deodorant. And then just try to fucking figure it out. I mean, it was. It I'll was tell you this: great. if I'm if I'm drinking for longevity, like through the day, I will be drinking beer. If I'm drinking to like rage, I'm probably yeah. drinking like vodka, Red Bull, or whiskey, Coke, or something. Yeah. It's so. also it's kind of fucked up. I, I, this has really just been weighing on me a lot lately. Okay, and I'm gonna open up to you guys about it. I used to get so much shit for always ordering vodka soda with a splash of cranberry, and now that's like all anyone drinks is these fucking seltzers. Yeah, I, I, will, I, I, I mean, dude, I, I'll be honest with you, I, especially in the summer, I, I do enjoy a good white claw. I have no problem with a white claw. Yeah. None, none at all. Oh, I'm, I'm a fan. I, it's 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 sometimes you don't want a beer. Sometimes the vibe is we're drinking a claw. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, can't do it. There's, there's do somebody it. right now in like a <laughs> like just like an old Ford station wagon. Listen, this is like I, that's enough for me. That's enough. I can't listen to this anymore. Um, all right. Well, if you're going to stay on here for a second, uh, we'll, we'll do a follow up question. I was about to say, man, favorite they, team and fan base. The favorite team and fan base? No, no outside of South Carolina, team. of course. I mean, come on. He, he's going to say the Gamecocks, right? Oh, least, oh favorite. least favorite. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, really don't like UCF people. Seems odd. Did you did y'all ever play them? Yes. Well, not 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 when I, uh, yeah, not when I didn't play them, but my younger brother went there and a bunch of my buddies uh went there and they just think that they won the national title. They still like they have they fucking made shirts that said national champs. It's like what do you oh, guys they put it on about? cop cars? They put it on fucking cop cars. Yeah, and you know, being down here in Florida, it's like God almighty, shut the fuck up. Um, but <laughs> You know, between that and trying to think who else, man, I, I don't really don't give a shit, man. When people started like irritating me or talking about sports and shit, I kind of just like shut down and I was like, all right, man, go fuck yourself. Like, I, you're not going to change my opinion glad on anything. I'm on here. Let's, glad we got you <laughs> on not, here tonight. This is good. <laughs> I'm not, I'm talking about like, you know, just like these, the, my buddies are specifically trying yeah. to talk about football. And she's like, dude, we'll get out of here. That's her. Wait, so, so where are you at in Florida, by the way? Tampa. Oh, beautiful this time of year. Hotter than two rats fucking in a wool sock. Good lord, um, that's actually scary. I mean, so is so is cola though. So I mean, it's yeah, hottest fucking place on earth, man. Hottest place on earth. I say it every year. Uh, okay, really game is. a game this year. I mean, like a pivotal game for this year that you think can make or break the season. And then also, I guess we could talk about the Bama game or like your favorite memory. Everybody, everybody just kind of assumes that that's my favorite game. It's it's really not. Um, beating beating florida in the swamp was my favorite one when you waltz or, in the end zone yeah people ask me all the time like yeah what would you say to that guy i was like i, I can't repeat that right now I'm, i'll go to the grade <laughs> that's that's a that's a surefire way to get canceled right now <laughs> uh, get another beer man <laughs> no this is i'm good 
Yeah, um, I mean that, that was a big win. That was like a twelve o'clock. That was like an early early start, right? And y'all hadn't no, beaten was, them. In, no, Florida was a night game. Florida twenty yeah, ten Florida, Florida was a night, was a night game. game. Yeah, if you remember, Marlon, the uh, they ran the opening kickoff yep. back, and I've had multiple people tell me that was the loudest stadium they've ever heard when they ran that opening kickback. And then hey, we was it at, at Carolina out. or at Florida? No, at Florida, Florida in the swamp in the swamp no, to clinch the East. Urban Meyer's okay. last game, I think. Yeah. I, why do I think that was in the daytime? But that's the one. You, that's when you went like like on a bootleg around like left, and then walked. No, down you're the thinking. Of, you're thinking of 09. You're thinking of the Wounded Warrior jerseys. You're thinking of Probably. 09. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's against you, yeah. against uh, Tebow, right? Tebow. Yeah, that was yep. Tebow, and he scored. Yep. Yeah. No, but yeah, that, that's 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 my favorite game. Um, but as far as to answer your first question about you know what game is going to be you know pivotal for for this year, I think it's the first damn game. You know, I think everybody wants to see what what is coach Beamer going to bring to the table? What, what is the new look offense going to look like? Uh, You know, how are we going to, how are we going to look different? We've had kind of the same sort of stagnant offense and team for the last, you know, God only knows how many years, Uh, you know, I think everybody's just ready for a fresh kick in the ass. So like, like I think that starts at quarterback because it's been really fucking depressing to watch that guy, I can't remember his name. He looks exactly like if Jake Fromm and Billy Ray Cyrus had a kid. Who was the quarterback y'all had last year? Oh, uh, Hill? Colin. Colin yeah. Hill. Colin Hill. It's a very accurate uh, assessment of exactly what that kid looks like. But, that, is, that is spot on, actually. Thank you very oh much. Oh, my God. Well um, done. <laughs> so, but, like, but like it, I think it starts with the quarterback play. And Jake Bentley, obviously, like, you know, he, I think he was – fine at times um but it, you guys haven't really had like any stellar quarterback play probably since that day in 2010 um so yeah, like connor, Luke did, connor Doty, did all right that's actually a very good point. marler do you want um, to hear a crazy stat regarding quarterbacks at south carolina yeah south carolina's had two quarterbacks drafted in its history last quarterback Jeez. drafted was in 1989 todd ellis they haven't had a quarterback drafted yeah. in 40 years I think really? I'm gonna have to get a tequila after hearing that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Wait, it's, it's baffling. It's, guy? Yes, it's and Todd Ellis threw 73 interceptions in four years. I love Todd, but that's uh, well. A I saw today. Oh, hold on, my co-host is actually he's back. Uh, I saw today that there hasn't been a, a single season where you guys have completed over 62 percent of your passes since like 2013. Yeah, but, probably, you know what's funny, man. You know, you know who the all-time. I think I believe I could be wrong. I believe this is correct. At least for a single season, the all-time leader in completion percentage, Blake Mitchell, sixty-eight percent in like two thousand six or something. I'll be honest. Range. Blake Mitchell is is probably the best quarterback I've ever seen. Stephen, what level. you're saying is not okay at all. I, I, I'm telling you right now, the <laughs> with the worst face kid. mask you've ever seen. Oh, the worst face mask. But I'm telling you right now, that kid absolutely ripped the laces off the ball. And you know, he's a, I, did, I didn't realize he was an elite 11 guy, um, but his give a shit meter was at an all time low um, <laughs> all the time. Punched the bouncer at Pavlov's. Dude, like he, one thing that he told me, he's like, you know, man, I, and he has his thick ass Southern draw. And he's like, you know, my, he's like, I don't want to drink, but playing for this motherfucker, I have to drink. Talking about us for here. <laughs> Dude. He told me that shit. I was just like dying laughing, like dying laughing. But actually, man, I, I talked to Blake, you know, here and there every now and then, and um, he's crushing it right now. And uh, he's in Charleston, like kicking ass. What's he, what's he doing? I, I'm still not over the fact you said he's the best quarterback you've ever seen. One of. Okay. That's, that's one better. of. Uh, Matt Stafford is the best one I've ever seen. 
live in person. Um, he's doing, he's doing, I think, uh, I think he owns a roofing company up there in Charleston and just like, just smashing shit. Yeah. I guess um, I don't know so if he's still drinking. This is Tyler, by the way. Uh, hey, this is my co-host. What did I hey, just walk up? into here? What's up, pal? Hey, how's it going, Steven? <laughs> Hang it in there, man. <laughs> I can tell. You look comfy. Yeah, I'm I'm comfortable as shit. Having a cold beer, talking bullshit. Cheers. Um, <laughs> we're loosely doing this. Uh, I told you that I would be able to do this interview without you, and it is. I mean, I haven't. There's no structure at all. Um, <laughs> I so love no that structure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> same. Um, okay, so let's just talk offense then. Uh, like. Cause I really don't want to talk about the defense. The defensive line should be fantastic, but the offensive side of the ball, you guys, I think like the, the, the average margin of like, uh, or your point per game, like differential is like, tw- like minus 12 last year. Um, defense is given up like 36 points a game, like outside of Kevin right. Harris, not a lot of bright spots. I, I think, and tell me if I'm wrong here, but I think South Carolina has the best stable of running backs in the sec. I, I think I just, Chris I'm, would, Chris would probably know more than, uh, than I would. Um, and by probably I, he definitely knows more than I do as far as that goes. Um, I mean, I, I, I hope, and, and I hope that we do, um, you know, it takes a lot of pressure off, uh, Luke going into his first year as a starting quarterback. Um, you know, I was, I was fortunate to play with, uh, you know, Marcus and he took a lot of pressure off me and, you know, uh, then Alshon being able to throw him jump balls all the time. That helped a lot as well. Uh, but yeah, man, I think, I think having the, that, stable of running backs is, is going to be a lot or it's going to be beneficial for Luke a lot. Right. I mean, like are, he should be making a jump, I would assume too, because we didn't see him. He was in very limited, limited time last year. So like what kind of jump do you expect to see from year one to year two? Cause you know, you, you just said it like you had Alshon, you had Marcus, like he's got a lot of good running backs behind him. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen any of the receivers necessarily step up. I love Nick Muse, one of my favorite Twitter follows. Um, but you know, well, like, I will say is this, and Joyner going to step up that, uh, that picture of Nick uh, that's been circulating. I, I don't get it. I like, what are you doing? Why, <laughs> why are you doing that? And then, and then, you, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if you saw Steve DJ Swearinger was pissed. <laughs> he was pissed. I posted it. I posted it on our feed because it was a, a Saturday <laughs> in July. I, I reposted. It. I was just thinking nothing of it. Like, hey, this this is just content, whatever. What he's just messing around. DJ left like three comments on my Instagram. He was like, this is bullshit. Like South Carolina football. What's happened? Like, I'm unfollowing he, this he account. To unfollow like, you. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, and I did. I was so I deleted. About I deleted. I honestly, I deleted it. And my buddy was like, "Why'd you delete it?" I was like, "Well, because I value my relationship with DJ Swearinger more than this <laughs> stupid ass photo." So I yeah. DM'd him and I was like, "Bro, I, I didn't mean any harm. I just it's a slow July 15th and there's nothing else <laughs> right. going on. It's a Saturday in July." What do you say? I mean. I probably could find the screenshot somewhere, but it was it was pretty uh, pretty vicious. It was pretty vicious. I mean, he was he was, was pissed. He was. I pissed. thought he was wrong about his entire stance on that. But I will also say, out of anyone in this world, like, and I'm not exaggerating, like in the entire world, that I would want to piss off less. It, I can't think of anyone besides DJ Swinger. That dude yeah, is he, so he, uh, fucking scary. Yeah, he, he's 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 one of my favorite teammates of all time. And I'll be honest, man, I saw that picture and. That would never happen on a on a team that I was quarterbacking for. I can tell you that right now. I'm not I'm just, not a I'm not a homophobe guy, but dude, you you can't you can't. That's that's the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen. 
like like we that is that is we are the laughing stock of sec football okay well, hold on is, hold on a, a let me defend let me defend this real quick because and i'm not saying any of this to be rude but like part of the problem of this i i thought was like barstool immediately jumping on it as they like usually do with anything like on tiktok or like social media and just shitting on right. it immediately right and they have like a massive following so everyone just kind of like joins in like that kid wh- whatever he was being himself like i, I like I, I didn't see any issues with it. Um, I will say that like the the comment section of people trying to justify of like like you got you gotta honor the the jersey and you gotta honor the uniforms like y'all they went two and eight last year. Like, exactly. Shut the fuck up. Like that yeah. not not DJ Swearinger in case he's listening. Anyway, so how about the running backs this year? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it's it, it's good, you know, to sort of let me circle back with you. Uh What's the, what the hell's the White House lady's name that does that? Says that all the time. Who's the press secretary um, that says, "Yeah, let me yeah, circle the press back." Secretary. Yeah, let me let me circle back. So we're gonna circle yeah. back to the uh, right. the Luke Doty situation. Um, yeah, I think it's 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 gonna be beneficial for him for having those guys in the back, uh, you know, backfield. I think every for the most part, everybody else is kind of like nobody knows what the hell's going on. Everybody else is unproven. So uh, I'm I'm kind of excited to see what the hell he brings to the table. I know he's a you know he's a faster guy. He's kind of he kind of reminds me of, you know, what Connor used to do, you know, if shit broke down, like he would just take off and run, um, you know, and that's, that's, that was Connor's strength. And I, I think, uh, I think Luke can be that guy. And that's, that's a good, you know, person to kind of emulate. Chris, uh, Marshawn Lloyd. I know he was, he's probably one of the most talented guys coming out of high school on the roster. What I know he tore his ACL last year. What's kind of his status coming into this year? Yeah. So he's a hundred percent practicing right now. He was clear, I believe like, like July 1st or so. Um, I actually saw him. It's funny. I saw him at the uh, the baseball game when South Carolina was in the postseason against Old Dominion, the regionals or whatever, and was talking to him a little bit. And yeah, he's clear. He's good to go. He's practicing right now. And, uh, you know, Kevin Harris obviously coming off a, a minor back procedure, but I, I kind of worry in any time you're coming off anything involving the back, you know, if you've ever had back pain or dealt with anything like that, I mean, it can, can really mess you up. So I think they'll kind of ease Kevin into the season. You know, he talked – media today and said that he'd be ready to go 110% for the opener. I don't doubt it, but uh, yeah, it's a real opportunity for Marshawn Lloyd, man, because I, I'll tell you this, and it's no disrespect or no slight to Kevin Harris. Obviously, South Carolina is in a, in a great position right now when you have multiple backs, and you need multiple backs in the SEC to be successful. You need multiple talented guys back there, but uh, I think Marshawn Lloyd, dude, when he's 110% healthy, he's the most talented and probably the best running back on the roster. Now, granted, he hasn't proven it yet on a collegiate field. He, he's never taken a snap in the Garnet and Black before. Kevin Harris, the SEC's leading returning rusher, put some respect in his name. But there's a reason Marshawn Lloyd was the guy he was. Five-star prospect, the highest-rated running back prospect you've signed since Marcus Lattimore wore the Garnet and Black. He's 110% healthy, man. I, I think certainly he he – could and will burst on the scene and you know before he got hurt last year this offense was going to be centered around him I mean it really was he was going to be the focal point he was going to be the dude and the early reports out of camp last year was he was the real deal so I mean heck even if he's lost half a step man a half a step loss uh, Marshawn Lloyd is a lot better than a lot of other running backs but speaking of the running back room yeah I I think Marler certainly it's one of the best if not the best in the SEC you know I I try to stay, stay away from the arguments regarding who's the best running back or the best running back room, because it's so biased anyways. Um, It's so biased in regards to like Texas A&M fans. They think Spiller's the best and Auburn fans. They think tanks the best and Kentucky fans. God forbid. They think Rodriguez is the best. And it's like, 
they're all really, really good, and we're splitting hairs. So I, I think Sal kind of certainly has one of the best rushing attacks and one of the best running back rooms. You gotta you can't forget about Zaquandre White, Rashad yeah. Amos. You can go down the list of names, but certainly it's going to be the two two headed monster with Kevin Harris, Marshawn Lloyd. But I think Lloyd is going to get the bulk of the carries early in the season, just with Harris coming off that back procedure. And like I said, it's going to be an opportunity for Marshawn Lloyd to really burst on the scene. And like I said, if he's the guy that we all think he is and thought he was in recruiting. Right. The sky's the limit for him, man. I think he could honestly be one of the best to ever do it in Columbia. Really? I, I he's He's got that type of upside. Again, a lot of things have to happen, right? For a guy to be successful, you have to have the team around you, the right O-line, quarterback play, you know, all, balance in the offense, the scheme, all that. But Marshawn Lloyd has immense talent. I mean, again, not every – you know, I, I know some recruiting services are recruiting. There's misses and everything. But the guy was a five-star prospect, Marler. And, again, from what I heard last from Delaware. Year, Right, right. I I understand. But from what I heard last year, guys behind the scenes involved with Gamecock football, they're like, Chris, this guy's a real deal. I mean, he's a big-time, big-time ball. What's really convenient, though, for South Carolina, and again, Kevin Harris showed that that home run ability last year, certainly in the Kentucky and the Ole Miss games. But you look at Kevin Harris, he's much more of a big back, a bruiser, I think of a third and short, fourth and short guy between the tackles. And then Marshawn Lloyd is this five foot nine scat back, you know, outside right. of the tackles, can catch out of the backfield. Uh, make guys miss, hit the home run. So they have a nice, really, really nice duo there. So I think certainly when we look back at the end of the season, you know, I've seen some rankings of the running back room being ranked fourth or fifth. No, nah, I think it's going to be ranked one, of, either the best or the second best at worst in the league. And it feels like also, like, I mean, outside of, you know, 2010 years especially, like, there's always one guy, right? Like, like there's a there's one go-to guy. There was Debo. There, there was, you know right. – um, who, who am I? Like Shy Smith last year. Like, like, there's always been one guy. At some point, there's got to have you got to have multiple people step up, and and I think that definitely will happen with the running back room. Um, at receiver, that's that's where like I, I guess tend to worry. Um, just like from like you know a, a confidence standpoint, this new kid, the six seven, and I have it in my notes somewhere, but I, I, now I can't find it. Um, the six seven receiver, the kid, I think he got, I got him from Juco. EJ Jenkins. EJ Jenkins. Yes. An absolute yeah. mismatch. I think he was I mean, they they showed off like his his capabilities pretty much like in the spring game. And and I've um, met him, Marler, in person. Chiseled. I mean, he looks like one of those under armor uh mannequins at like Dick's. Why or don't something. you call me I mean, out for the, that? The dude is <laughs> <laughs> super hot. Marley, yeah. you'll love this. Super hot dude. Pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> specifically you chris yeah so like what about a guy like to carry and joiner is, is that a guy that's like going to take i, I want to say the next step but maybe even the first step you hope so i mean I, I think the wide receiver room is the biggest mystery on this team um I, and i talked about him on today's show that dropped actually and and uh you know it's funny marler again the, the top seven returning pass catchers they combined last year for 40 catches for 400 yards and two touchdowns. Your leading returning your leading returning receiver coming back from last year had 11 catches for 100 yards. So, That's it's a huge tough. mystery. I mean, you you don't you don't have anybody coming back. Your your most proven guy in the receiver room, he's never taken a snap at South Carolina. It's Amari and Brown, the transfer from Georgia Tech. So, right. I think oh, listen, shit. I, I think Amari's there? Amari and Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he crushed he's, his freshman year. He crushed. Yeah, no. Yeah, he's I, a, he's I, stud. Yeah, I throw with him all the time. He's uh, he's from Tampa. He played at Tampa. I've been, I've been projecting him wide receiver one all preseason, and I haven't heard Boomer say much about him, so I'm a little worried. I mean, I, I feel like he should be. I didn't realize he was that he went yeah. to South Carolina. That's holy shit! I got to text him. That's kind of wild. Look at us yeah, all learning. Yeah, I mean, this, yes, we're all learning. <laughs> you learn something new every day, don't you? 
I think I think to carry on Joiner, you know, I think certainly fans look this team, Marler, and they look at a couple of guys and different guys that we don't feel like we've seen the best version of them, whether it's lack of development or just right. a, just a miscommunication with the coaching staff, whatever. I mean, I think Dak Joyner is one of those guys, you know, a guy that came in as a quarterback and changed positions. You know, last year when he touched the football, he was very effective. I mean, he, he was explosive. And I, he, we wondered why is he not touching the ball more, especially on an offense that lacked playmakers. I mean, the, guy, the guy's got a God-given skill set. <laughs> Mute no the phone. Idea. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the, texting the, someone right now. Hold on. Yeah. It, it, Get it it's, off speakerphone. <laughs> no, I was. Dak's got a God-given skill set, though, man. Right. You, you run. You run the forty. He does, and you have the agility and the athleticism. So I, I'm excited to see how Beamer and those guys use him. But I, I said this after the spring game, and I'll say it here, Marlo. This room, it, it sounds. Maybe a little cliche, ridiculous. They've got a bunch of guys, but they got to find some dudes. You know, when yeah. I had Steven's good friend Perry Orth on the show, and I asked him, I was like, what was the biggest difference between the 2013 team and the 2015 team? And what he told me was in 2013, or two, I'll start with 2015, we had a bunch of guys looking around saying, all right, who's going to make the play? Right. In 2013, they had a bunch of guys looking around saying, I want the ball. I'm going to make the play. So right now, I don't know what that room looks like. Is it a bunch of guys that actually want the football? They're not really proven guys right now. So that's why you have fall camp and you have EIU and then ECU. Maybe you can build confidence with some guys. But that room's a mystery, man, because you got a bunch of dudes who, you know, there's some guys on some size, guys who had hype, but nobody's really right. done anything. So I look for I, I look at it as an opportunity too, man. Just step coming in as wide receivers coach. I think you can make a big impact earlier. I also didn't realize until you just brought it up um, how white the names have been for South Carolina quarterbacks over the last decade or so. I'm just piecing that together. And this isn't part of the preview, but like Steven, I mean, at least it's not with a V. That'd be weird. Um, Steven, Connor, Dylan, Perry, Perry. <laughs> this what? is hilarious. That is, what is that? Perry. Oh man, my my Connor, dad. Connor Mitch Dylan. also. Connor Connor Mitch also. Another Connor. And, yeah. and Blake. Jake. Uh, Blake, Jake. Ryan, yeah. Ryan. Ryan. Colin. Oh Luke, yeah. Oh, Luke. God. Luke. I mean, Luke. Yeah. If you guys get like a fucking Jace, I'm I'm not, yeah, this, I'm not on board. You're describing it's the, it's the Bachelor. Of, it's, it's the Bachelor <laughs> in Columbia. Yeah. yeah, but you guys are forgetting right. the carry on. You're forgetting Aramis Hillary. Aramis. Yes. Yes, that Aramis. is a great name. Um, Did I okay, so Ant Antonio Antonio Hefner, show some love. Antonio Hefner, it's a fantastic uh, name. Who is the other Sounds kid? So regal. God, I can't think of the uh, Lorenzo Nunez. I mean, yeah, come on. Lorenzo Nunez. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, shifting gears to the the other side of the ball here. Um, I don't want to talk about your linebackers. I don't want to talk about the defensive backs. Neither do um, I. Good because I don't yeah. I don't know any of them. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, I mean, you guys returned 14 starters overall, eight on offense, six on defense. The majority of like your not honestly overall talent, but like your most talented players on that roster outside of maybe the running backs are on the defensive line. Is this going to be a year where Jordan Birch finally takes the next step? Uh, Zach Pickens, I feel like we haven't heard from that much, but also it's a bit at a position that is, you know, usually goes unnoticed. Um, who is going to be a guy that breaks out for the defense this year? Chris, I think it's I think it's Birch. I think Birch is going to have a monster year again. Like, like I said, Mar, there's guys that we feel like on this roster have not really shined the way they should have, whether it be whatever reason. You know, everybody wants to point to coaching. It could have been, been it could have been a multitude of things. It could have been a multitude of things. That's I'll just leave it at that. 
it could have been a multitude of things. But I think Jordan Birch is going to blow up. I think J.J. Nibari is going to be J.J. Nibari. I think I want to see Zach Pickens make a jump. He was a guy that I thought should have made a jump last year and was kind of just – he's just kind of – he didn't really fill the shoes of a departed Javon Kinlaw the way we hoped. Right. Um, now, I think Birch, though, will be that guy. I like Mo Kaba at linebacker. I know we don't talk, want to talk linebacker, but I think really athletic in that four-two-five scheme. Um, but the defensive line – you know, it's interesting. The, the strength of this team on both sides, Marlowe, is the line of scrimmage. Four or five right. starters return on the offensive line, back, over yeah. 80 starts. And then the defensive line. And that's that's what Shane Beamer said at Media Days. He's like, you know, you know, he's like, my dad told me if you're good on the line of scrimmage and you're good in special teams, you have a chance. And it's like, well, I mean, we are good in all those phases. I right. mean, we'll see about special teams, but you imagine with Shane Beamer and Pete Limbo, we're gonna be we're definitely gonna be the best coach special teams unit in the country, in my opinion. But um, you've got tons of athletes Old up statement. front of me. I give, give the give the previous staff credit. They recruited their asses off when it came to the defensive front. I mean, there's tons of good players. Brad Johnson, Aaron Sterling. You also add Jordan Strawn from Georgia State, who, by the way, so led that's, college yeah, that football. Was the... You he led all of college football in sacks. And I know it's a I know it's a different level, but the guy must know how to rush the passer. If nothing, no. Else. I mean, like, reg- I mean, um, if you're having double digit sacks, like regardless, and like he obviously right. was recruited to go, you know, from Georgia State to South Carolina for a reason. But that's another guy. Like, like I feel like every time I look at this team, and listen, bottom, y'all are probably going to go five and seven. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just trying to be realistic. The Vegas line is three and a half. I think that's a fair three and a half. I mean, so that'd be the over. And I loved what what Luke Doty said about that. Hammer it. Hammer it. Hammer it. I love that kind of confidence. What was it? What was the over-under again? What was it? Three and a half. Three and a half. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm hammering that for sure. So like, I'm hammering, I'm hammering that the under. Because... Mar- Marler, Marler, Marler. <laughs> Marler, hold on. You're, you're a big gambling guy, Marler. I know you are. The, yeah. the over-under being three and a half. The, the first thought is that's so fucking absurd. Like, it's ridiculous. Vegas is so fucking stupid. Normally, Vegas knows what they're talking about. Why would they put it that low? Because for Carolina to be under, they have to lose to East Carolina and or Troy. They have to. No, they, have they would to. have to lose. They would have to only win every non-conference game besides Clemson and lose all of their, their, uh, Oh yeah. I mean, or yeah, bro, they're not going to lose to Vandy. They're not going to lose. I'll put my life on it right now. They're not going to lose to fucking Vandy. If you're being, you can't lose to Vandy. Give me a fucking break. Vandy, bro. Vandy's worse than Troy and ECU. ECU would wipe the fucking floor with Vanderbilt. Get the fuck out of here. I, I'm not going to make that argument. Cause it seems like Troy would beat Vandy by three fucking touchdowns at their place. That's not, and it would be all Troy. It would be all Troy fans. Um, what's, the, what's the best case scenario this year as, as far as wins upside? No, fuck you, Tyler. Let me tell you something about South Carolina. For Carol- <laughs> tell me about Clark Lee, Marler. How much do you know about Clark Lee? Jeez, Clark Lee was on please. NYPD Blue in 1995 to 2003, and he came out looking <laughs> like a fucking cop from birth. I'll tell you what. You know who made Vandy look really good, though, was Steven Garcia. I, God damn. They, they, we had some struggles against Vanderbilt, I tell you. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I'm so confused. They played us tough, man. And you know it's Vanderbilt. It's like fan against those were the James Franklin teams, though I believe. I, if I'm yeah. if I'm not mistaken. But that and I mean, let's be honest, man. When you go, you play against you know these these. I don't want to say shit teams, but you play against you know <laughs> cupcake teams or whatever the hell you want to call them. You don't get as fired up as you do you know playing against Bama or Florida or you know Clemson and you know shit like that. I mean, dude, swear swearing. like I'm not talking about me specifically because I, I get I get fired up fucking. It doesn't take a lot to fire me up. I saw you guys drinking beer. I got I'm I'm fucking, I got fired up. Uh, but I'm saying, like, as, as a team in general, I mean, it's just like, you know, you could, I could feel like the energy be a lot less 
playing against a team like Vanderbilt than it is, you know, right. the, the focus throughout the entire week of practice, the pregame stuff, you know, it's, it's just what it is. It's the reality of the human, you know, mind. Um, so, but yeah, you never Vanderbilt intended us to talk about Vanderbilt this much, like, <laughs> not, not just in this video, but like ever, I didn't wish that on any of us. Um, I'll tell you what, man, I wish I would have went to Vanderbilt. I, the freaking Harvard of the South. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Nice. And, uh, and you would have done really well in Nashville. And, tra- and tra- Travis Haney did tell me he's like, Chris, Nashville is like, there's a village idiot. There's like 20 of them just down a street. That's that's Dude, Nashville is one of my favorite places of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Smashville. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> all right. We're going to try to reel it back in and close out here uh, without any more Vandy slander because we have a lot of really nice Vandy fans that listen. All 17 we, of them, yeah. We have sure. one. Yeah, his name is Jeff. Jeff Jensen. <laughs> I think it's like with a G, too. So, um, okay. Oh, God. It's like a half a Jeff. The Jeff worst name, right? <laughs> Jeff with a G is, is hand, besides Brennan, you know what? Fuck it. We want to talk about this, this team more. <laughs> Our, the South Carolina's next quarterback commit confirmed is Jeff something. Yeah. With a G. Jeff, Bro, Jeff, Brennan. Jeff Brennan. <laughs> Jeff Brennan. Jeff <laughs> Brennan. Brennan is my least favorite of all time because it sounds like a fucking car starting. It's like, Brennan. Just put a D in there, bro. Just calm down. Um, uh, you got to pause. Okay. Must-win game. Biggest game. Give me an upset alert or a bold prediction, and um, and this shit show will be will be over. I think the must-win game is East Carolina. I think it's the most important God, game. No. Okay. Hold on. No. Year, week two. That at cannot East be the answer. Yep. Yep. 110. Yep. 110%. Marla, because here's the thing. You can lose to Kentucky. You can lose to Tennessee. You can lose to Missouri. You can lose to Auburn. Those are my big swing games for the year. You can lose any of those and still get to six and six. You cannot lose week two. And that game, said, Marla, look at the, games. We, like we're talking the Vegas. Look, <laughs> four, four games of 12. Four games of 12. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that ECU game, I guarantee you, it's probably a seven and a half point spread, eight point spread. It's on the road. 20 of 22 starters back them. I know it sounds – some people are Y'all like, are oh, we're, we're so ECU. above that. No, we're not. No, we're yes. not. Yes, at yes. Dowdy Ficklin. Yes, at Dowdy Ficklin. Yes. I and the, know the name of that. You know, people, 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 sc- people love to scoff at – people love to scoff at that and like, oh, my God, how could you put that as the – you know, we're South Carolina, we're SEC. Guys, the last time we played a team that wasn't in the Power Five was App State and we fucking lost. So, you tell me. I, yeah, so maybe I, I we stop focusing on Nick Muse posing for Instagram photos and we beat <laughs> App State. I'm just, I'm just for me also again beating beating ECU, <laughs> you 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 move to two and oh, you've got a really tough match at the next week against Georgia. You're probably not gonna win that one, but you're still two and one and you come home still with momentum and take on Kentucky and probably want to be the night be a night game and they'll probably be favored. But I mean it's a huge opportunity for Shane Beamer and them to kind of really get the season going early, three and one. Then you got Troy the next week. You feel like you should win that one. So you know, you gotta take advantage of the front half of the schedule. Okay, and hear me out. Yeah, go ahead. Hear me out here. So I get what you're saying about the mighty ECU pirates and, and that purple and, and gold. It's beautiful. Um, Dowdy Ficklin. Dowdy Ficklin. That's the stadium. One of my favorite, favorite real estate investment firms. Um, you do not go into Dowdy Ficklin and I don't even know how to say it. I come out it, on skates. You. Yeah. Ficklin, Ficklin, whatever it is. More we'll than Dowdy Ficklin, dude. Carolina. Rowdy Ficklin. <laughs> uh, uh, Greenville, believe- North Carolina. Who? In Old wooden warship. Greenville, North Carolina? You're saying where is ECU? Is that what you said? Yeah. Greenville, North Carolina. Yeah. I didn't even know there was such a place. (laughs) 
Yeah. So many teams that we talked about on here that we did not need to talk about. Um, why, why, let me ask you this, Marla. Why is that such a ridiculous pick? I, I'd love to, like, what, why is that okay, so, so, so ridiculous? I think it's Vandy. Like, I think it's Vandy. It's not yes, yet. Vanderbilt. Let's don't go, give me that's an even more Vanderbilt. ridiculous pick. That to me is even more ridiculous. <laughs> hey, Outside look, of like if you, snakes and commitment, I've never seen anyone more like scared of anything besides Steven Garcia with Vandy. I'm just saying. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't mean to call you out, bro, but. Um, no, it's, I, it's Kentucky. You've lost six of the last seven. I don't know why I'm telling you, like, I, like, cause I don't give a shit. I'm not a psychopath, <laughs> right. but like you've lost six of the last seven to them. And, and I, I just feel like if you lose that game and you've already got like the mental, you know, obstacle of, of, of like trying to get over losing to that team. And, and they're a good football team. They're a well-coached football team, but it's also, it's Kentucky. There's like a, a little bit of a stigma that goes with it. If you lose that game, you, that season can go off the rails quick. I think that's a fair pick, Marla. I, I would yeah. say if it wasn't for me, ECU, it is Kentucky. But I'll be honest with you, I picked Kentucky as a loss in my preseason predictions, and I still have South kind of get to six and six. Because here's the thing, Marla. I look at that game, and I do agree with you. You know why it's a big game? It's a huge game, I think, almost more for the fan base than anything. We, we can yeah. still achieve our goals this year. But whether they're vocal about it or not, you lose that game to Kentucky, right? If you, if you win that game, it's like, it's a new era, Beamer ball, like, here we go, and but there's going to be a portion of the fan base, whether they're vocal or they're not, fair or unfair, because I think this would be the wrong approach. It's your freaking one. Let the guy work. There's going to be a portion of the fan base that says, here we go again. Oh, same guy. Same thing. We yeah. still can't beat Kentucky. But it's like, not that guy, Car- you're not that. He's not that guy. He's not that guy. It's like, but here's the thing. You ain't Carolina as good as your wanna, daddy. Carolina fans don't want to give Kentucky any credit. And I look at that game, right. Marler, and as crazy as it might sound, there's honestly no reason South Carolina should win the game outside Jesus of the fact Christ. they're at home. Oh, I agree. Dude, I, Mark Stoops, a lot further into nine, Mark Stoops, year nine, they've been recruiting. They have their guys in their system, their culture. They're so far ahead of where South Carolina is as a program in the sense of on the field. I'm not talking facilities. Nobody yeah. in their right mind looks at those two programs and says, oh, Kentucky's a better football program, top to bottom. Hell no. Hell right, but on the I'm field, like so blown away for 2021. I'm, I'm, I'm being, yeah. I mean, I'm being totally honest. I mean, I hate saying it; it makes me want to like puke in my own mouth. But like, I mean, and I'm not sitting here saying that South Carolina. Oh, it's just you know, write it in heavy black ink and some L. It's in Tulsa. I mean, it's a home game. Again, I, I just feel like for some reason it's going to be a night game. Like, it wouldn't shock me at all if Carolina wins that game. Like, it wouldn't shock me at all. But right now, I'm picking it a loss. I think it'll be a close game. I mean, listen, man, Kentucky's whipped your ass in the line of scrimmage six of the last seven years. So, so I mean, they have a fantastic your strength's a line of scrimmage. Line, yeah. Your strength's a line of scrimmage. Hey, let, let's see it happen. Let's see it do it. But Kentucky's owned you. Mark Stoops has owned you. I mean, he's flat out just owned you. So, yeah. I mean, why should I bank on Carolina showing up and winning that football game? But I still think That's if you so lose dark. that one, if you, if you lose that one, you can still get the six wins. I'd almost say Tennessee might be bigger than that one. That's fair. Because the Tennessee, the Tennessee program is so – they're in a place where I think you have to take advantage. You, you have to yeah. take advantage of Tennessee. I mean, I, I, you know, I was doing, like, my, my team breakdowns for kind of schedule in the month of June. And, you know, people were like, oh, Tennessee's a dumpster fire. Or whatever. They throw that around. But, like, when you actually look at their roster and what they lost, you're like, bro, this team is terrible. I mean, they, they're just – they're really starting, I feel like, from zero. I mean, I, I think it's a tougher job in Knoxville than what Shane Beamer's got. Oh, without a doubt. So, they lost over 30 players in the transfer portal. And, it, yeah. like, you yeah. know, to be fair, you brought up, like, the Vegas thing earlier. Vegas has them at six wins. So, let's um, – Are they are, are they that good or are they just getting the benefit of the doubt because they have a fucking orange tee on their helmet? Let's just be honest. Think, let's call it what it is. Tea, no, I don't think that orange tee is holding weight with anyone now. <laughs> no. I mean – I don't think so either. 
I mean, yeah, you know, like, for real, like I, like I think it was like only four. I think I think their win total was only four last year. Stephen, if you don't turn, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't a speakerphone. I wasn't a huge Muschamp guy, but the one thing that Muschamp did say that I, the one thing Muschamp said I, I appreciated how do I was turn off speakerphone. Garcia, idiot. It's our first. <laughs> he's not that very guy. first. You're not that guy. Well, Dude, anyway, I'm using, my fucking, I'm using my phone. I don't. What else? Connor am I was right. To? No, you're you're good. Connor was <laughs> so right about this podcast. Dude, Champ said it. Sometimes it matters more based on what your logo is. So, hey, Kevin Harris yeah. is getting yeah, shit I just on. Think, no shit, no shit, because he plays like, at South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I, and I agree with that part of it too. I, I don't think that that Tennessee and, and you're like a, a for the most part like a really logical and and reasonable. Not with baseball, I, you right. you're so over the top with baseball, and I, like I love you to death, but it's like. That just, I mean, like, dude, we played baseball in college. I could barely get through a season. I, it, it's, it's a, it's a lot of work. It's a, it's a love grind it. there. I love it. Um, I, I, what I'm, what I mean by that is just Tennessee is going to get more of the benefit of the doubt in South Carolina because they actually have tradition. So, like, for fair. for people to say which program is ahead of the other, I feel like it's almost like South Carolina has to beat Tennessee three in a row versus where if Tennessee beats Carolina once, it's like, oh, Tennessee is a better program. They just get the benefit of the doubt, even though yeah. they're not. That makes sense. I, you know, I, I don't. Know. I mean, like, I feel like maybe from like a. It's like Notre standpoint. Dame being ranked in the top fifteen every fucking year when they're not even worth a shit. So I mean, also you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Notre Dame would, I mean, probably just run roughshod over South Carolina right now. I mean, no, I'm not. And that's, so that's, that's not the conversation. It's so yeah. Kiss my ass. Um. All right, let's close out here, <laughs> Stephen. You made it a full full hour. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> Thanks, he, he didn't. I don't think he knew I was going to be this fired up, Marla, because you're pissing me off. That's what you're doing. What did I do? I just, I, I just love seeing you start talking with your hands. That's, yeah. I mean, it's a very hand, Peyton Manning. I am that like, guy. I am truly that always. guy. <laughs> um, okay, so give me, give me one bold prediction, and then give me the over under on and what South Carolina finishes record wise this year. Does it end with all of their dreams coming true and another trip to the Birmingham Bowl? Or God, I hope not. For real, Birmingham in December is not great. It's like Birmingham. Uh, no, it is not. No. Birmingham, um, Birmingham in general is not that guy. It's called <laughs> the Magic City. I just what a bold, bold, confident move from that that fan base. Um, all right, give me give me one upset pick and give me uh and give me what do you call it the uh, the the season win total. I think most likely upsets Florida. I, I like where it sits on the schedule. Um. I like where it sits on the schedule. Florida's coming off the Georgia game. Carolina's got a bye week. I mean, the Gators, they lost a lot. They lost generational talent, man, with Trask and Pitts and Grimes. And I don't think they're going to take, like, the the step back that LSU took last year because LSU, I mean, they kicked our fucking ass. But, you know, they they were not nearly as good as they should have been or or expected to be. I think Florida's still going to be a solid team. Don't get me wrong, but – I, I think they're going to be going through something with Emory Jones and kind of, you know, what type of team will they be this year? Dan Mullen, he don't even know what the fuck he wants to do. That's with at him. home, right? The coach there. Yeah, it's at, it's at home. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's at home. They're coming off the Georgia game. South Carolina will have two weeks to get ready. I think that sets up, honestly, really well. It's kind of like that signature win for Shane Beamer in year one. You right. can hang your hat on that one. Again, I'm, I'm locked in at six and six, three and five in the SEC. I've got Carolina. Um, I've actually got them starting out five and two, which would be a hell of a start. Yeah. And uh, I think they'll struggle in the middle of the season. I think they lose to Texas A&M. I think they, they lose in a close one to Florida. I think they lose in a close one to Mizzou. I don't like the matchup at Mizzou for whatever reason. I think they're a solid team, but that road trip just 
it's a weird game. I don't know. It's a weird game. And then uh, I think they beat Auburn. I actually, I, I nothing about Auburn stands out to me. And then Mike Bobo being there, coming back to Columbia. I don't know. Right. They didn't scare me last year. They don't scare me this year. I think Carolina does get to six and six, though. But you, you say seven and you, you say five and seven, Marler. I think anywhere between five and seven and seven and five is fair. And I would say gun to head if I had to pick what's more likely five and seven or seven and five. I would say five and seven. I think it's more likely that there are a few more question marks right. than we are giving credit for because of course we want to be optimistic and you know, a, a bowl game in Shane Beamer's first year is nothing but a success. It's nothing yeah. but a success. When you start talking seven and five and eight and four, you're banking on everything going Bro, right. I'm telling and, you right. And we now, all know that's not realistic. It's just not realistic. No, I've said this before and I and I mean it. And also, like I know he said six and six or five and seven, Steven. Uh I like I'm assuming like what would you pick? Like six and nine? Of course. Nailed it. Is there any other um other he, he, he picked he picked six and eight, do me and I'll owe you one. Good Lord, guys. This is, I mean, just because it says uncensored. I thought this was college football so uncensored. Things, there's this so many great. things we're going to have to bleep out. There's, I've missed like half of your shit talk about the running backs. That, I was, like, honestly, Marler, bleep that out. It'll be Zoom even funnier. Oh, man. Um, just make anyway. sure my mom doesn't hear this one. Anyway, so <laughs> I've not, now I've lost my train of thought. Um, it really does. It's like it's you need one big game. But I, I've made jokes about this, and it's barely a joke. But like if you're Josh Heupel, and you're you're projected at six wins at Tennessee, bro. You better fucking not. You better get to four wins, and that's it. And like cap yourself with that, like before the season ends, because like you need to temper expectations. I feel like with SEC fans especially, otherwise shit goes off the rails. And it's it, it, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think you make a great point because if something happens and some teams are down, and you know, and Shane Beamer, if they win seven or more games, he should be the SEC coach of the year. I'm just telling with this yeah. roster, and it's all you know, all due respect to these guys, but. He should be SEC coach of the year. But I agree with you. It's SEC fans for sure. I mean, and it happened to Muschamp, man. You, that second yeah. year, you know, you were yep. plus 20 in the turnover margin and crazy shit happened that year. And you Six beat Michigan. And, seven points or less. Right, right. And, and crazy shit happened. I'll never forget going in the 2018 season. Everybody's saying, is South Carolina going to challenge Georgia? Is this the year? And I had Michael Felder on, who I, I think you're probably, yeah. maybe you know him or buddies. He works for Stadium, I think, or whatever. But this was like three years ago. But he said, South Carolina was a little smoke and mirrors last year. It was luck. He's like, turnovers are luck. And I was like, no, we're going to get the same amount. And it's like, you come to find out, you're right. It kind of is. So he set the bar so fucking high that it was like, oh, what? We're going back to winning six games? Nope. So, right. you know, I'm not well, saying I want to I want to go five and seven for the sake of it. But, I mean, you do make a good point in regards to, I mean, it's, you know, well, you go win me, You better win nine the next year for sure. Let, yeah. me, let me say something to that. Um, hearing all the things about you know three and a half wins is our win total this and that and like you know what's the like we're talking about barely beating troy and ecu and the other shit it's like dude i mean we weren't we were not alabama by any stretch of the imagination when i was playing but like we never in a million years talked about like are we gonna fucking be able to beat ecu we're like no we're gonna beat the fuck out of these kids and then we're gonna get fucking bombed afterwards (laughs) and we're gonna go to fucking village idiot we're gonna go fucking pillage five points like that's the, that's what we were taught. Like we never in a million years talked about, man. We were, are we going to make a bowl game this year? Are we going to be able to do this? Are we going to, you know, well, who's going to be the upset? It's like what the fuck, man. We we were expecting to win, you know, every single every single game that you know we went into. Um, and I think that that's that's something that I want to see Coach Beamer really get involved with is bringing back that confidence that you know Coach yeah. Spurrier had, and having Luke have the confidence that 
that I had and, you know, the confidence that Connor had and Dylan after him. I mean, I mean, even and Perry, Perry like, you have, and Blake you, like, and you have to, and, <laughs> and Jason and, and Jason Brandon and, and Jeff, Jeff with a G. No, I, no, but I mean, I, I no, say you're right. Though. That's a good point. I want to say, yeah, I agree with Steven. I'm just a dude with a podcast. So I'm just talking from in the building. We are the voice I, of a nation. Right. But in the building, dude, they should expect to win every game. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. We should expect to go out there and beat ECU by 28. There's no well, question. I mean, and, but that's also no part question. of the problem with these kids now because you got Nick Muse posting these damn pictures with his hand <laughs> on his hip. And next thing you know, and they're not even going out after the, I heard, I heard after the games, they're getting together and playing Parcheesi and Trivial Pursuit. No, and I've, you know I've heard, that Nick is not going scoring out, high me. at Trivial Pursuit. I've heard they're going out. Trust me. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, well, regardless of our views on adorable pictures on Instagram, um, remodeling <laughs> and what the definition of that word is, this has been fucking great. I can't say thank you enough, Stephen, for uh, coming on without a shirt, um, for one. <laughs> and um, not just because of the stuff that Chris alluded to earlier. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much. You guys are, are fantastic. Also, I mean, you don't have to do this if you don't want, Stephen, but, but Chris, plug your, your shit as well so people can know where to find you. Because, I, honestly, and I'm, I, I swear to God, I'm not saying this to be a dick. It takes a lot of work to do this job like, and, and do it to the level that you do it. And especially if you guys are going two and eight. And, I, and I, this sounds so condescending, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. You do a, an incredible job. You never stop working. It's exhausting to even watch, to be honest. But like, it, I'm I'm happy for all your success, man. Um, and you know, tell everyone where they can they can find all your stuff. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that, Marley. You know, you're right. It's it's funny, man. Going through, and I, I know you made the baseball comment, but going through baseball season, and uh, you know, people were like, "Oh, baseball season, see Philly season. The content's so great. It's gotten better." And I appreciate that because I agree. I think the content sharpened up, and the way we produce content and put out videos and graphics. We? It's, it's just all, you. Well, I, it's not hey, just frog me. in your there, pocket. There, I mean, you're there's, a, there's, it, there's a couple, there's a couple other contributors here and there. I mean, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of it is me, but I, I don't know. I like to say we. Uh, either that way, sounds like that sounds like the COVID does survival rate. <laughs> Fair how's, that, how's that for how's that for a political? We do a bonus. It is we getting do a bonus, bonus segment here, and we just talk about COVID. We haven't talked uh, about Lane Kiffin about we and all that kind of stuff. Do that. Uh, let's talk about no, rates. There's an election coming up in three years. I think we should talk about it. <laughs> no, yeah. You gotta be well informed. You have to be informed. God. God. Um, no, I mean what what I was gonna say though, Mark, was like, you know, everybody's like, it's see Philly season, it's you know, the content's so great. And I, I mean, I appreciate that. What I would say too is this, but you're right, like with Beamer, I mean, dude, I, I I owe a lot to Shane Beamer. And I mean, dude, my life has exponentially improved yeah. since Shane Beamer was hired. I mean, exponentially. You know, people thought for better or for worse, you know, the whole bearded tomato, the fire must thing, it happened. And it was, it was great for my business. I will never regret it. It kind of put TSUS on the map, but it did get exhausting. It, it did. It really, yeah. that, that constant negative cloud and negative energy. And like you said, covering a team that went two and eight and now to have hope and optimism and excitement again in your program, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's absolutely incredible. And I, I would say that the content, yes, it's improved, but the subject matter has improved. Yeah, it's more fun. It's it is it truly truly is but now if you want to tune well, in the Spurs I, mean, I was up, only saying that to, to defend you because like no 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 yeah no say, I, like, I, I know what you're comments, saying I'll yeah, lose my no. mind like how come you guys aren't doing a better job and so I'm like what do you mean you guys it's all what, 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 like I had to make this damn graphic you know I, I I have ADD I didn't go back and read any of the typos come on now <laughs> yeah I mean I don't <laughs> so, guys. 
no, it's uh, I, I appreciate it. The more it's been a hell of a journey. And uh, I mean, like I said, I'm looking forward to the Shane Beamer era. And I, I talked to Travis Haney about this and I know Steven would probably appreciate this, but I, you know, if there are any South Carolina fans tuned in right now, and I said this on the, on the show that dropped today, what I would say to South Carolina fans though, is this to hell with my predictions or your predictions, anybody else. Shane Beamer is our guy. He, he, yeah. he was at South Carolina. He cut his teeth here. He's seen the greatest team in school. One of the greatest teams in school history. The only team that Steven Garcia was the quarterback of, by the way. The only team to ever go to Atlanta to play for an SEC championship. This is also year one for a Shane lot of money Beamer. That day. This is also year Me one too. for Shane Beamer as a head coach. So let's 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 wrap our arms around this guy. Let's grow with this guy. You know, he yeah. hey, Shane Beamer in year five is going to look back at himself as a head coach in year one and say, damn, I'm so much better of a head coach now than I was then. There's probably going to be a lot of things he's doing right now that he probably would never do in year five because he's learned. I'm not saying that he's not prepared or anything because obviously his dad and who he's been around, but Cover it's just steps, a natural yeah. evolution and maturation. He's going to learn. He's going to get his own style and how he does things or whatever. So Gamecock Nation, let's wrap our arms around this guy. Let's embrace this guy and let's ride it out. Let's just see what happens, man, to hell with it. You know what I mean? Let, I, let's, you know, this guy, this just, guy knows what winning in Columbia looks like. He, he's, and guess what? He's the only one, right? I mean, again, there's only been one SEC championship appearance, and he was on the staff. So, proof's yeah. in the pudding there. So, did you, I just did can't you wait for four years from now when you when you are losing your mind on social media saying he should be fired. <laughs> did you well, did you just use the word maturation? I did. <laughs> yes. Well done. Yes. And and I'll tell you this, Marlar. See, that's one of the funny things. People are like, when 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 I was celebrating him getting hired, people were like, "You're going to be the first one calling for his head in four years," and I'm like. Well, if it's year five and we're losing to a first-year head coach and a freshman quarterback from a team that went like two and ten the year before, I might raise an eyebrow. You're right. So, I welcome just, to college I, like, football where you're getting paid millions of dollars. Bro, exactly. Coach. Yeah, yeah you paid to, to win be, games. I mean, right. I, 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 I like, hate this, but but I'll tell you this: I'm going to be much more lenient with a Shane Beamer who's never been a head coach, and again, as a gamecock, than a guy who went to Florida where it should be really easy to win and shit himself. I, I mean, come on, give me a break. Wait, Let's who? not even get. Let's let's not. Won, yeah, he won twelve games there. You're Once. just mad because he blocked you on Twitter. Actually, he didn't. He, he blocked didn't. you on Twitter. No, Gamecock football did, and they unblocked me. So we're all one of my <laughs> favorite things to watch unfold. They blocked Steven like, too. Like, <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> like watching that unfold last year because it was like I, I would I would watch you post videos and it would be like it, it just exhaustingly objective. And being like, guys, here's the deal. I think we might go three and seven. People are like, you're such a fucking asshole. There's no way we're going to go three and seven. Like, you got to believe two this and eight. team. Right. And, and you're like, okay, <laughs> well, that's fine. Just buy a shirt here. I just, I'll talk to you guys later. It was like, no. But uh, I, I, like, like I said, like I said, man, it's, it's, it's been, I mean, Shane Beamer's improved my, my life exponentially. And, I, and I've been, you know, not to get too deep, but I mean, I, I've improved the way I do things and the way I, attack social media yeah. kind of learning to to, to navigate it and, and just not putting out negative energy. Like if somebody comes at you, there's just no point in trying to rebuttal and have some pointless banter and just let it be what it is and focus on making great content and putting value out in the world. Like I said, I don't want to get too deep I, on this I show, disagree. But, yeah. I disagree. I wasn't, I wasn't listening at all. Hey, it, hey <laughs> Steven, Steven's like, Steven's like, be like Johnny Manziel on Instagram and just tell everybody to fuck off and suck his Heisman trophy. Uh, yeah, uh, that's fucking, a fantastic move. I love it. I love being the villain, man. I don't give a flying fuck. Or, or when Marler posts a graphic and I, like, why do you have graphic Nazis in your? Because I don't, I don't get that hate. You post a graphic and it's like, there's like graphic experts everywhere in the SEC just are like coming I for just, your throat. I just want you to understand 
that I got a Marler, stop posting that goddamn baseball SC graphic. I I just <laughs> I, I got a degree in liberal studies and am not suited for pretty much anything over the age of 23 in this world. And <laughs> having to defend graphic design and typos, it's it's my least favorite thing. Uh anyway, we'll close it. Steven, tell everyone where they can find you. Or I mean, like I'm assuming it's probably no, a little while. I'm not telling anybody anything. <laughs> I am like I am like bin Laden. Do not follow me. Don't find me. I don't want you to look for me. Don't do any of it. That is I'm not, not telling you a shit. Oh, I just all right. I'm, I'm already uh, working that, on the beard. That's our show today. Um, <laughs> we we had Stephen Garcia on who said that Blake Mitchell is the best quarterback he's ever seen, and then he one of one of to one a of. young Bin Laden. <laughs> what quarterback do you model man. your game after, Stephen? Bin Laden. That's, that's... <laughs> all right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll talk Christ. to you guys uh, in a year from now. <laughs>